Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my not-at-all-dreading-this-episode co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. So I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> this is every album ever the podcast reviews, where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole discography per episode. And today, in case you couldn't tell, we'll be discussing every album by... Tupac. It's the Tupacalypse, baby. Indeed, it is. This was requested on Patreon by my buddy Josh. Thank you for supporting us and hanging out. I've known Josh for an ungodly amount of years. He's he's lucky he's a nice guy. Otherwise, I'd be way, way more angry. Right now. I don't think we have to explain much about how Alex feels right now. <laughs> because, because if you're new here, sorry and goodbye. But also, if you're not new here, then Al, you've heard Alex say multiple times over the course of this lengthy podcast that we've done that we've done for several years now that Alex doesn't like Tupac. He I, already he's already Team Biggie. I and also I I went into this with an open mind because I'll take us. I've I've like never really listened to a full album before. Also, I feel like maybe some hip hop heads are gonna find this and like my credentials are on the line because they'll like see all these weird noise rock bands or whatever yep but a, a paramore pro- <laughs> i promise i promise i've been i've been listening to it for for a good while yep. and uh you know we we do get around to things like uh jpeg mafia mf doom uh yep. a fuji's even D- F- the fuji's diggable planets uh grave diggers yep. B- obviously biggie well Mike wasn't too big on it, but DM, DMX. DMX, don't like it. Clips, also hate. Chuck Quest. We've, we've done a handful my, of my, hip. We actually have a whole playlist on whatever. Run, run DMC. Oh, yeah, that was old school, but that's not on YouTube, but we did do that in the very early days. Boogie Down Productions. I forgot about Boogie Down Productions. Never forget. I, I, two yeah. Live Crew. Never forget Two Live Crew. Two Live Crew's like my magnum opus. Nothing's going to be <laughs> that. that. That was a fucking nightmare of an episode, dude. <laughs> episode 69, baby. It was episode 69. <laughs> so... Like on top of like listening to it for a long time, but I've just always felt more connected to like East Coast rap, underground rap. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get into why Tupac doesn't do it for me so, in this episode. So is it safe to say that nothing has changed for you? I'm I may be slight. I I. Oh man, I I went through some peaks and ba- valleys at, at one album. I was like, okay, maybe I misunderstood him, and then I was like, no, I know I know exactly who he is. I'm afraid that we're gonna agree too much. I was making predictions early, like I think I I feel like he's gonna come in with some some haymakers, some wild picks, and I think he's gonna do this instead of what we all think. But I have a feeling we might end up agreeing. We might end up agreeing because. This is one of the episodes where I wanted to put aside my feelings and give best to like what I think Tupac fans would give best to like what his like what his fans what you would say objectively is his best. I couldn't do it, though. Well, really? Yeah. A little bit of a spoiler, but I'm like what people think is his best album. I, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I can't say it is. I think my 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 predictions might come true. Never mind. Yeah. Interesting. So. Uh, as a guy who grew up in East LA mm-hmm. my my entire life, born and raised, uh, I mean the the bombardment of Tupac imagery and his music is it's it's impossible to, to avoid. It's impossible. He, he's like so cholo adjacent. Yeah. And I didn't really figure out why and through listening to his music i figured out why um 
It's the it's the like Morsi the Smiths thing. Check out the episode on Smith. Yeah, very melodramatic, over the top with his feelings. It's telenovela hip hop. I I don't think it was that much. <laughs> I didn't think it was oh, that over. <laughs> this guy has so many feelings. Well, he definitely has feelings. He's he, a, he's a poet, man. He has so many feelings. And then I also notice he's probably like the only mainstream rapper who like openly like shouted out Mexicans. Really? On uh specifically on the song To Live and Die in LA. Oh. And also one of his producers was um I have his name written down when we get to it was was a Mexican man. So I'm like the the Chicano connection makes a lot more sense. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean it's a beloved beloved in LA and uh I I've always I'm not I don't fit in with with LA my whole life I've always kind of felt weirder I I tend to resonate more with the East Coast stuff in general and then so I thought like well maybe it's just maybe it's just uh, maybe this it doesn't matter I'm gonna go in completely open-minded um I was excited because I, I mean you hear the famous stuff mm-hmm. uh and no one is not one person in my entire life living in LA no one has ever said check out this album mm-hmm even like, I mean, people can point to albums, sure, but no one has actually ever said this whole this album is the is the Tupac album. Yeah, we just give me the songs. So I was worried that he's not an album guy; that it's probably just the hits. Uh, so I came in, and he's not an album guy. And and I th- there's stuff on here that I absolutely love. I mean, yeah. I some of these songs that I had to like, fuck it, it's fucking great, it's fucking great, and then other stuff. So, other stuff, Alex. Other stuff. Look, sometimes a Hail Mary comes on, and that song's just fucking it's it's fucking good. I like it. So there is there is some good stuff. There is, I would say a lot of good stuff. And on albums that I would say I think are really bad albums, mm-hmm. there's songs in there that I think are fucking incredible. Yeah. So that's that's what a lot of this a lot of this is. It's just really mishmash. And the at the at the end of the day, I am I am a biggie man. Uh, as you are, uh, check out that episode. Um, yeah. Just because there's a lot of things. Um, because I remember uh, you said many times that, at various points uh, that West Coast hip hop is too sweet for you. You use the term sweet. Yeah. I would use the term smooth. Yeah. It's very, uh, v- very soulful. That that G those G funk samples. Yeah. The, the Parliament and. Uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. Um, a lot of Funkadelic. The, 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 whatever that thing is, the, wee, wee, the little fucking very, Thurman very, thing. Yeah. That's very much like super West yeah. Coast. It's super Dr. Dre. And I mean, some that's of the stuff that Dr. Dre's involved with on here, it's like, is that all you got, dude? He's actually like very little. On here, yes. But the thing is, when he is there, it's just obviously Dr. Dre, mm. where it's like, that's, pretty sure that's just a dre song like holy crap uh there's not a whole lot of range in the music and i remember uh someone telling me it might have been josh the guy who requested this episode mm-hmm. years and years and years ago uh when we were young men because I, I at the time i had i was just getting into hip-hop i was a teenager i had no idea and he's i said like well give me like a, a quick uh reader's digest of biggie and, and tupac musically mm-hmm. and he said um biggie has better flow tupac has has better beats and i think the opposite oh. is true. Re- I, I wouldn't say Tupac has better flow because I mean mm-hmm. Biggie is like unbelievable. Yeah, there's something about the way that Tupac raps on certain albums that is just satisfying rhythmically, satisfying mm. on like like 
like because I've said before, the the main thing I like about hip hop is when um, their voices are like a like a drum, right? Yeah. I can listen to them like a, a percussion instrument because of the way the way they're rhyming. Tupac does it in a way that is so insanely satisfying. Mm. Uh, and I think he has a very cool style, but beat wise, it, it's we, yeah. Oh, we were we were joking about his flow even before. It it's so catchy though. It's I, funny. You can blip the pop, but it's funny. But it's so catchy. This man loves the last syllables. The, exactly. I was saying this the past two days. He emphasizes the last syllables really hard. So hard. But it's it's super catchy. It's I like it. <laughs> like a lot. Uh, the beats, on the other hand, is where I, I start to get lost. Where it's, it's hit or miss. Man, the yeah. the the beat variety uh, is is kind of all over the place. Um, I feel like two of these albums are like there's some hits on there, but I feel like they don't get talked about the way the other three albums do. There's there's songs where. Uh, I, I've got I, I got both. Where one were like that one's famous, and boy do I get why that one's famous. Like holy crap! And mm. the other ones where I've never ever heard anybody mention it, and it's like I think that's one of his fucking best songs. Like holy mm. holy shit! Um, and then a, a lot of other songs where I know why people don't talk about them. Oh, there there are some ugh, oh man, some songs I was like the funniest things in the world, dude. The fun. I mean, I I will. Some of the songs that I think are are bad are so funny that I will remember them for the rest of my life. They'll be continuous. There'll be there'll be jokes, inside jokes for me for the rest of my life because I can't forget them. It's unbelievable. It's it's life, fun, but li- maybe not in the way that people will like hear me saying. Life change, yeah, life changing artists. Not. <laughs> um, but the stuff that's good is is fuck man it's really good and i found myself actually kind of um being a little bit charmed by tupac as a guy um especially looking at his roots and how like i mean how like kind of flamboyant and in artsy he was before the whole gangster persona thing took over yeah i i get very much this like this like can this guy who's almost like trapped in two different worlds 100 percent and yeah i think i almost wonder how much like leaning into like the thug persona is like like it becomes self prophesizing at a certain point a lot of yeah there's a lot of really wonky iffy strange things about his entire story i mean obviously the stuff including his death which we're not going to take any sides we're not going to be blaming anybody but we know it's fishy um a lot of it's creepy and fishy, but uh, even like the, yeah, even the gangster thing where it's like, hold on, that wasn't there an album ago. What happened there? Like there was something like, like you see like an immediate transformation kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. It's like when he finds his, like his trademark, his voice, like, yeah. Even when he, I mean, literally on one album, you hear his voice drop. Like he's all of a sudden has a deep voice now, which it's also crazy because was is he like in the twenty seven club or did he? No, he's twenty five. Tw- like so so young, so young, and that's part of like why I find some of the songs like hard to like. Oh yeah, because there's no perspective. Get yeah. a hold on, and I'm like, dude, you're. I'm like, you're so young. You're talking like you're fifty. Yeah, yeah. Well, he needed to because he was. <laughs> He had a lot of living to do. <laughs> he had to get it done quick. <laughs> He's speed running. Oh man. But 
for a little bit of backstory, we got some notes from our bar. Tom Osmond, you should go go follow in and, and help out because he helps us out. He has us. Uh, he's given us a bunch of bunch of notes from TupacLegacy.net. It's a pretty thorough, detailed overview of the entire guys everything um we're not gonna be jumping too much into everything because there's i mean there's a lot you know the lore Mm -hmm. if you don't know the lore we'll give you the bullet points um but we want to talk about the music more and also we don't the fuck we're talking about if we start saying you know who i think killed him it's gonna sound pretty stupid and also maybe get us killed so i do know the broad strokes where he was like not born on the west side he sure was not and there's a reason he became kind of west mr west Said, and that is because we're not going to talk about that but it's okay <laughs> i'm i'm gonna talk about all right i'll just talk about it. you know where to find him <laughs> yeah because i i do think a lot of the like even listening to his albums like if you had if if you're like young and you had like you're just listening to these albums you had no idea about this whole like 90s east coast west coast thing like listening to these albums i'm like it was so like fabricated and also over petty shit i yeah completely i I think it was a tupac biggie thing that got a little bigger because he'll also like get into nas and and jay-z and yeah yeah. even accuse the members of mob deep of having sickle cell which (laughs) it's pretty pretty funny (laughs) that song we won't be talking about today but which which song is it let's hit him up Okay, because I, I I went on my way to listen to like a good chunk of the, the unreleased stuff just so I could I know I'm, I'm familiar with most of the stuff that he made when he was alive. I I can't believe the amount of shit this man were insane. It is bananas. How much is yeah? I, if if what I read could uh, there's still unreleased shit. Of course there is. I mean, the, the old Chappelle show sketch w- it w- hit the nail on the head. Oh, where? I uh, wrote the song a long time ago, a real long time ago, back in the, And he's just talking about current events. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was thinking about that, where like, oh, shit, he told you he was going to die. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the, that was the principal perfect sketch. <laughs> really, But uh, yeah, so he was born in 1971 in uh, East Harlem, New York, of course. His birth name was uh, Lazane Paris Crooks. But uh, in 1972, a year, he was a year old when they changed his name to Tupac uh, Amaru Sh- Shakur. I didn't know you could do that, but all right. Yeah, it, it, it's before he has memories. So but, good. But also like, I mean, give it a shot. Give the name a shot before change. I mean, you don't, one a year. That's not, that's not, you, no, his, it's not even a test drive. His, his mom knew. His mom was a problem, it seems like. But uh, I I do like how candid he is Yeah, because everything I heard about her is what a wonderful woman she is and her legacy in the Black Panthers, which I'm not taking away from her at all. But then I'm listening to Tupac. He's like, Mama, you were a crack fiend. I was like, I didn't know that. She wasn't good. She wasn't good. (laughs) She wasn't no good at all. It's, It's very it's a lot of like shadowy parts of like every person's story involved in this because yeah, there's just I mean, it's just uh, an entire story of sides. That's really mm. what it is. Um, they're all, uh, yeah, it, it's just extremes. They're, she's both a crack fiend and a really supportive mother. I mean, <laughs> like, it's basically, it's, a, it's like a template for everybody who we're going to be yeah, talking about. And a civil rights leader, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Jeez, man, it's so 
It's a wild backstory. Um, but it says right here, Tupac burst onto the rap scene after a guest appearance on Digital Underground, same song. The track was used on the soundtrack of the movie Nothing But Trouble, and Shakur was featured performing the song in the movie, demonstrating to a wide audience the sheer talent this previously unknown rapper possessed. Digital Underground's lead vocalist, Shock G, was impressed enough with the young rapper that he agreed to be Tupac's personal manager. Um, so, R.I.P. Shock G. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is, uh, the agreement was cemented by this 14-page contract signed in strong blue ballpoint. Tupac A. Shakur uh, and dated March 13th, 1991 on page 12. That's a little, that's a weirdly detailed thing. Tom notes right here, uh, needless to say, with lines like signed in strong blue ballpoint, the history from the Tupac Legacy website is scarily detailed. I only pulled out a small part for the notes. <laughs> um, that's, that seems to be a thing because if you go to Genius every every song has a story yeah yeah um tom also notes here he, he says also between the start of his solo career and his untimely death there were a number of criminal charges and run-ins with the law to save making this all very salacious and gossipy i'm steering clear of all that but you don't have to look very far to get more details you don't because he talks about it <laughs> endlessly <laughs> endlessly <laughs> i thought i thought nobody nobody's gonna beat dmx's rap sheet like i'm like that uh -huh. is that's a long sheet. Yeah. I, I, I realize, you know, like mayhem, there's actual murder, but yeah. it's a one and done murder after that. Yeah. There's a couple murders, but one within the band. And that's, that's pretty much it. That's it here. You got assaults, you got rapes, you got gun charges. And I, I don't, it's crazy that sodomy is a crime to me, but you got sodomy and I, Wait, really? Really? Where? <laughs> like you can be like he was charged when we get there. Uh, weird. Uh, man, that seems a little bit of invasive of a law. Uh, like, oh, rapes real bad. What hole did you do it in? Because then it's worse. Oh, I guess. Oh, okay. It was what is like? For some reason, my idiot brain went like, but this, but it was consensual. It's obviously not consensual. That's why it's a crime. Okay, whatever. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, we'll get like, we'll get into uh, enough of it. At least we're gonna be covering. Uh, so, those of you who know know that he has somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand posthumous albums. It's a ongoing joke of how yes. many posthumous albums we're gonna be covering. One, okay, we'll be covering one the because big one, the big one, the main, the one that's Machiavelli, the 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 first posthumous album. Uh, one of the funniest album titles, I must say. It's a pretty funny album title. It's a kind of a funny album cover, uh, but. That one has like I think it's the last album he had with um the, the last album released with where he had like active creative input where yes. he was dabbling it was his album. The rest are like you know, a lot of gray area, a lot of remixes, a lot of people finishing the song for him. But at least that's what I believe. Not counting like the greatest hits, which has unreleased stuff on there. Not to mention B sides, yeah, dish tracks, like hit 'em up and yeah, features. I mean, hit 'em up. Uh, we might as well talk a little bit about it just because it's the greatest intro of all time. Yes. I uh, mean, I don't like the song personally. Really? I don't, I don't like this. I think it's hilarious. I think the intro is one of the greatest intros of all time. Yeah. I think it has uh, too many memorable lines to count, yes. but the beat, I don't like the beat at all. Oh, I, I think it's one of his greatest songs. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that, and that concludes <laughs> our talk on hit him up, hit him up. This is a great diss track. It's uh, a great diss track. <laughs> As at the time we're recording this, the diss tracks are coming back. Megan, are they? Megan the Stallion uh, had a good one. Hiss. So you know. Uh, also, another uh, unreleased track that we're not going to get to on these albums. Uh, Changes, which I think is one of the worst songs ever written. Yes. Thank you. That's all we're going to say about that. 
<laughs> but it's that's the way it is. It's never gonna be the same. I'm sorry. They're never gonna be the same. <laughs> Did he do thugs action? Was that him? Oh, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, I didn't come. Re- I didn't come ready. Yes, thugs mansion with a Z, of course. It's it was is it him, him and Biggie talking about a, a thugs mansion way up in the sky. Oh, I remember that song. I remember it. Yes, yes, it's horrendous. It's not. No, no, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that was. No, no, no. I'm, th- I'm thinking of something of a different unreleased track that was good, but wasn't that one. Yeah, so we're covering that posture myself, but the, other than that, the main four. So five albums total. First album came out in 1991. Last one, The Year of His Death, 1996. Uh, last two albums, 1996. But uh, I guess we might as well jump into it. Are you ready? Oh, I've been ready. <laughs> Here we go, baby. This is 1991's To Apocalypse Now. With what, one. with what I know about Tupac and an album titled like Tupacalypse Now, yeah, I thought this album was gonna come out hard. Yeah, this is kind of a traditional, conscious, yep, '90s hip hop album. It is. Yeah, even even the samples are like super dense. In a public enemy kind of way, not as I would say as no. well done as public enemy, not even close, but classic. I mean, this is pretty. This is pretty damn solid. <laughs> I think it's a cool hook. <laughs> and this is the way he's rapping. This is unrecognizable Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it feels fast in a different way here. Yeah. All right. So that that song is actually pretty short. I mean, that's yes. only two and a half minutes. Um, this is a very odd debut that I was not really expecting. You know, I think. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to give this Worsley's favorite. Really? Like, oh, wow. I was. Dude, I'm, I'm so off with my predictions. Holy crap. I was not expecting that. <laughs> this, album, this album put me in a bad mood. <laughs> really? So I would I will agree that it is not great, but there are moments I'm like, all right, that, that's classic enough hip hop where I it's in the era that I, I, I kind of love that this early 90s era, it's late just, 80s. I like that era. I don't like Pac doing it. It does. It doesn't. I mean, it's a whole different thing. This is basically a separate artist. This doesn't feel like Tupac even a little bit. Yes, like the next track, Trap, Trapped. Yeah. I was like, oh, this sounds like it could be like a Big Daddy Kane song yeah, or yeah. A, a Slick Rick song, if you will. Um, I don't mind it. It comes in with some pretty. Well, I mean, some of the goofiest and cheesy bass and drums, but it's the, catchy. It feels good. The the goofy and cheesy shit is not going anywhere though. No. <laughs> Well, here, I mean, it's 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 like corny in a specific way on this album, where it's like later on it gets cheesy in a very like smooth R and B soulful kind of way. This is this is 
in like an early hip hop kind of way. Yeah. Also, I'm very proud of my ears because on soldiers also Soldier story. Yeah. These all have great spellings. Yeah. Um, there's like these chopped and screwed vocals, very like socially conscious Tupac. And then on the samples, I was like, is that Isaac Hayes I hear? And I look it up. Isaac Hayes. It was Isaac Hayes. Indeed. It's like fucking. Yep. Felt good calling that. Uh, Soldier Story, that's the first time and not the last time we get some pitch shifted vocals mm-hmm. where they're pitch shifted lower to make them sound lower and not, uh, not like a ween. You know? Oh, that's that's what I, that's what the, uh, the, the when I say chopped and screwed vocals, oh, okay. like. Because that was the whole thing. You see, Mike, that was the whole thing in Southern hip hop where they slowed the songs down so they sound like this. Yeah. And, and well, later on, it's like, it's a lot more just, I mean, it's like, it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, you do it yeah. a lot. Uh, I, what other artists do it? Because I, I none are coming to mind immediately. Um, I would say, are you familiar with Mike Jones still yeah. tipping? Yeah. Okay. Still tipping on fofos. Wrapped in fofos. All right. All right. It's yeah. coming back to me. Now I'm. I'm not. I'm only. I'm only like That's, remembering it when it's with like lines here and there with like ver, like horses. I'm, I don't think of like full verses. I, it was, like that. It like was more already. like a like a mixtape thing where like they take like whole normal length albums and they would just like slow it down because you know they're drinking cough syrup, so they want it like. <laughs> What? They want their music to feel like it's on cough syrup. <laughs> I get, I get it. Sure. Yeah. You know, the scissor. Jesus Christ. Uh, but back to soldier story. Uh, that is the first song where I am. I'm taken out of it. I don't like it. Uh, it's like the, the, I'm okay with the verses. They're, they're not, they're okay, but everything else I can't stand. It's really like really edgy with the, the piano. It just, it's just, seemed, eh, it just, just feels kind of off to me. Um, there's a lot of songs in here that I don't like at all. I mean, like Words of Wisdom, Something Wicked, neither of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in, in the first time, and I, not the last, but the first time, I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. And that is Brenda's Got a Baby. That shit, that shit is so melodramatic. Yes, it is. I don't. It's, <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's the hip hop equivalent of a Lifetime movie, I guess. You know, maybe at the time there weren't really rappers rapping about these more like conscious things. Yeah. And like these albums aren't really talked about as much, but they still sold really well. It's yeah. still like made him a star. But yeah, I can't deal with that. And then also something that like doesn't really go away. Track nine, if my homie calls, <laughs> I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but I really, I think a lot of rappers and probably like famous people in general are probably like closeted, closeted. gay. Yeah. Like Tupac really loves his homies. Dude. Well, so that, that song is like the, the example, but then people like, there's like a video out there of, of him being interviewed when he's 17 and he's in, insanely flamboyant. Yeah. Uh, Dude, yeah. he's got those, like, he, like, like his eyes are so, not that that. He's like, got gay eyes. You're right, Alex. He's got, <laughs> he's got, <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a handsome gentleman. I don't care. He's super charming. Even when I was 17, it's like he's saying some dumbass 17-year-old shit, but he's like, there's something light, like really charismatic about him. There's something uh, I, I get why he fucks so much. So do I. Yeah. Good looking man. He's big head. He has big head, but he's a good looking cat. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's gay if, I, if my homie calls. But I don't I don't hate the song, honestly. <laughs> I think it's not bad. It's a it's a little oh. the pianos are a little ridiculous, but it's it's not bad. I, I had always thought like I was like dude when he talks about the homies it's a little like yeah it's like the boondocks episode with thuggalicious yeah <laughs> and then i was like well, do the homie do the homie <laughs> i was like maybe it's just me but then there's some other songs later on where i was like no no this is not a like one-off thing this is a repeating homies over hoes man and that's just the boondocks reference yeah yeah, yeah. um the so even though like the the lyrics are pretty <laughs> gnarly Boy does I th- boy do I think part time mother is horrific and awful. That <laughs> I mean we're gonna die just talking all this shit. <laughs> that yeah shit. That I was already upset because also we uh, skipped over it. Like even if I want to set aside my my reasonings and I want to take Brenda has a baby at face value is a serious song. How are you gonna follow that up? With the lunatic. the lunatic, there's goofy ass like bells and whistles, dude. So th- I, I'm okay with the lunatic. It's, <laughs> I'm okay. With, I'm okay with a lot of these songs, honestly. Uh, I can't imagine it stick with me. It, it doesn't stick with me very long, but it's yeah. got a fine main hook. I think it's cool. It's got a good energy. But overall, the first two albums, but this one a lot. The the samples are so fucking clumsy, like. The, all the beats here they're just like uh a, like a, more like a, like a, a collage of samples they're mm. not really they're not they're, they're almost barely beats they're almost barely songs because there's so much shit gen- i mean like the bells and whistles I mean, yeah yeah there's literally bells and whistles all over the fucking songs <laughs> so it's L- like literal not i'm not saying that as a like term but. yeah yeah <laughs> like literal so there's there's like bass lines you can grab onto every now and then but there's a lot of just distracting nonsense also, so yeah, after, so I got, I was in a, I was in a bad mood and I had an epiphany that like the reason he's never going to scratch that itch for me, because to me, the ideal version of Tupac is Ghostface killer. That is my like picture perfect. Like, I believe he's a gangster. I believe he did horrible things. But also, he's a big softy and he has a big heart. And like, I like like big eagle statue, too. Got a big eagle bracelet thing. Gauntlet. (laughs) Gauntlet. Got some diabetes. Um, But like when Ghostface gets emotional and does his like his like crying, like he's on the verge of crying. Like, I feel that shit. Mm -hmm. When Tupac does it, I'm like, dog. Come on. Come on. Oh man, you're definitely gonna get shot. So I listened I listened to two Ghostface Killer albums after this one because I, I was like, I need to like cleanse my Oh wow. I need like what like my ideal version of this is and it's it's Ghostface. I'm sorry. So I was definitely not happy by the end of it. I didn't love it. I think it's an okay album overall, but there was still stuff I, I enjoy. Like um I don't give a fuck is really funky. I I, I, saw, I don't find it that special, but I, I, I get it. Um was it violent is real real w it's got a really solid verse though um 
the samples in the chorus are annoying as hell, really disjointed. The lyrics are absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's like a car- basically a cartoon about killing cops. Yeah. Where it's just a fabricated, really in-depth story, which mm-hmm. I find kind of goofy. Um, uh, Crooked S N word is, an, uh, is another one that feels really good. Um, that's actually probably my, I'll probably say my favorite song on the album. Uh, feels real, feel good. Um, it's, I mean, a lot of these gun samples are retarded and they sound like, uh, like clumsy and, and just ham fisted. I think my favorite thing on this album is I don't give a fuck just cause he says you could suck mine and my uncle Tommy's balls. Like that's a pretty good line. Like I've never hated anyone so much where I'm like, suck my balls and my uncle's balls too. Like that's a level of hatred. I'll never know. That's a level of hatred. I don't think I have for anybody. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's uh, underdeveloped. Um, both, I don't because he's still an incredible rapper at this this early on. But he, he obviously hasn't found his the voice that he wanted yet. And the beats are, I find them to be fucking haphazard at best. They're all over the place. They're they're slapped. There's still some cool catchy stuff on here, but overall, there's it's just it's like a dude who was who just discovered how to sample stuff and was having too much fun. Like he wanted, yeah. like I want to add all. I want to add all this shit, which is crazy because I don't know who Big D the Impossible is, but that's a hilarious name. It is a, f- a hilarious name, and he does most of the production on here. But there are like some Shock G things, and like at like Digital Underground was like pretty big. Yeah, like, the fucking Humpty Hump man, like that's a banger. Yeah, not the Tupac that we know and love uh, for fans, I guess. He he also introduces the uh, what's what's the the when you have a word and each letter means oh acronyms. Also introduces the acronym on here for never ignorant and getting goals accomplished. Yeah, it's introduced on this album. So on on the first album, yes, he, oh. he says it on one of the songs. I forgot to know what song it was. Oh, interesting. So yeah, we're gonna return to that acronym in like two seconds because well, we're moving on. But yeah, uh, this debut, uh, Alex's worst and least favorite. I imagine it's not like a beloved. I mean, there's gonna be psycho diehard fans for everything. People people love Brenda. They yep. love that song. Oops, because we we don't. <laughs> I didn't realize I, I, how. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I think even if my homies calls this is like a i'm okay with that one okay. I, get, I get it but bruno's got a baby jesus christ sorry but let's move on people like it yeah well anyway uh next album thank christ this word is abbreviated uh yeah let's just, just do it 1993 strictly for my n-i-g-g-a-z oh uh, yeah uh, uh. I, I never heard this song yeah. before this song fucking rules. It's pretty good, dude. Also, we heard it a second ago. This is where he's just pronouncing me as meh. And that ain't going nowhere. This is a great opener. Yeah, I was like, this is like, like that. It's not the Bomb Squad, but like that Bomb Squad production that I want. So his, he recognizes his, his shouts, but he's still not rapping the way we know he raps. His, his, his voice is not quite deep enough. It's getting there, but he's still rapping a completely different way. He's going through puberty in real time. Yes. Yeah. 
That sounds like public enemy. Well, it is public enemy. Okay, so. all right. I'm, I'm, okay, so I'm not just pulling it out of my ass. Yeah. The rebel. Oh, no shit, no shit, yeah. Did it have, like, screeching, like... Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, but even, even the style of beat, it's, like, super old school. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to, to, to feel this old school at 93. Because, yeah. like, didn't the Chronic already come out? At this point, was it 91? I, I maybe 92, but like I think even like the chronic sounds dated well, to but, but not it, like 80s dated. No, no, but it but it has the like the G Funk stuff. Yeah. It, it has like what eventually Tupac would lean more into. Um, so I'm surprised I'm just surprised at how much it sounds nothing close to that. Also, to the surprise of of me mostly, best personal favorite. Guess what, Alex? Called it. Called yeah. it for for you. Called it for you. That's amazing. Yeah. That you call because like <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea, really. I know Alex's taste better than he does. He does. <laughs> this album's really good. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Also, what if I told you they made a Broadway show based around Tupac's music called Holler if you hear me? Oh, are you serious? They, in fact, did in the year 2009 by a rapper I do enjoy, Saul Williams. Uh-huh. He, like, spearheaded, got it made, and I just went down this rabbit hole. I was like, I want to hear what a Broadway production of Hollywood. Holy shit. That's wild. And it's crazy because, like, people hate it. They hated it. And, like, I found a review with Saul Williams where he's like, he's like, I'm not surprised. It's the same thing that happened when hip hop was new. So now you ha- it's he's like, it's this history repeating itself. You have this black art form in a white space, Broadway. Of course, nobody gets. It. Yeah. And then like the wrong audience hearing him talk about Tupac kind of made me appreciate Tupac in ways I, I didn't. Yeah. But um, like, yeah, I was surprised. This album has some like, like in my head, this is like. Maybe not ideally how Tupac so- sounds. I think he nails it on like a few s- songs, but like start to finish, nothing, nothing feels as good. Wow. So I will say that I didn't think about it before. Yeah. But now that I'm looking at it right now, I'm not. I'm. I swear I'm not being swayed by by your words here. Yeah. I think this is probably his best paced album. Yeah. Um, I don't love it. I think it's just. I think it's just a good album. I don't love it, but. Um, the problems I have here are kind of problems that I have general mm-hmm. one. And you could say it about a lot of songs. You could definitely say it about the opener. It's like, he never learned how to end a song. Almost, I think so that's ma- fair. So many songs, so many songs, they just go on for like a straight minute of just the beat and no lyrics. He, he knows, he knows how he's going to tell you off, like how he's going to start it. He doesn't know how he's going to end it. The thing is, it's like his lyrics end, but the beat just keeps going for like, yeah. like over. And sometimes it'll be like a, a chorus that just repeats itself over and over. It's like, do you, why, why so much? We just mm-hmm. had a four minute song. Do you need an extra minute of the same? Ex- so there's a lot of that here. There's a lot of that on, on many I- albums, but. I feel like that's also this, like something uh, like a product of the times. And I will say, I will say I'm surprised Tupac didn't have sketches, which was. Oh, the little skits, the skits in between. Yeah. 
that rappers love their skits back I in the day. I hated skit. I mean, I still hate skits because they just yeah. interrupted. I'm. That's a good ass point. I never thought about that. There's no skits on any of these albums. Thank yeah, God. Maybe the last one, but like I kind of, I'll save it. But yeah. But but even like there, it's not like a separate track dedicated to yeah. this skit where you can skip it and stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff that that I think is like a little bit iffy. Um, I don't like the. I don't. I don't care much for point the finger. I like the like. It's like this fuzzy bass mm. with some funk guitars. He's still. I mean, he never gets over his like fuck the police phase. Yeah, but it's like a little more like. It's a lot of his personality is like fuck the police. Yeah. Um. This, uh, the interludes here because there's no skits, but there are interludes that are lengthy interludes the first oh, one is pox theme which i don't like f- at all i i kind of like that not the like production but just like it's very smooth it is very smooth and sensual already at this point people are like clutching their pearls over what he's talking about and yeah. he only has one album out and then um yeah sorry this think it's like funny like now because i thought people were like done clutching their pearls over like music yeah. maybe like marilyn manson eminem i thought that was like the end of it but like now we have like little nas x and like there's always going to be or, or like cardi b like yeah like it's still going on so i just kind of found that like interested interesting like here we are like 20 30 years later still repeating still, ourselves yeah. over and over again um was it uh i mean this is i mean legendary enough on its own last words you got both both ices on there ice t and ice cube not only that i don't know if you saw so we're we're loaded up on rappers and then we got jam master j making the beat so it's like oh is that why it's good <laughs> star studded front to back and, yeah and you are a man who likes his 90s run dmc i i indeed am and i do like that song quite a bit uh, I, I even like the, the the interlude before that something to die for it's a it's a <laughs> fucking two two minute 43 second interlude but it's it's nice that song that song's fucking crazy to me it's like new age stuff oh it's insanely sexual but I, i'm okay with it imagine like a whole album of this like those new age beats and this like oh jesus christ <laughs> uh i'm all there's a, a, a kind of a sequel to soldier story soldier's revenge here um i like it a lot more than soldier story more of a like traditional james brown sample yeah. there but it's it's grimy you got the like demonic slowed down vocals um yep yep uh so i mean there's i i always i feel this very strongly that mm-hmm. this is a real backloaded album. So the first the first half, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm in and out. I don't like peep game at all. I don't like peep, struggling. I don't I don't like peep game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're wrong on struggling. Oh, because the way they sing it just gets fucking like I just want to be like straight struggling. Oh, that well, yeah, yeah I guess I guess so. so. I went more Jonathan Davis, but like yeah, a little bit Jonathan Davis. The way they. I don't know. The way they say it just gets like struggling. Like if this gets stuck in my head, it's fucking. But, but after that, also he does, he, he does say he's going to get in someone's ass in that song. So. Oh, you fun. Know, oh, nice. Good time. Stay away from that guy. Oh, indeed. Uh, but pretty much every song after that, I either like a lot or I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I don't, I'm not blown away by Geshe's back, but I, I, I don't mind it. Um, I like the, the really good memorable hook for uh, Represent 93. Uh, keep Your Head Up is real smooth and melodic. I can see why people on the West Coast gravitate towards that song and why that song is like, seems to be the most memorable track. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really fucking cool. Also, like a lot. this like begins his like, conflicting viewpoints where you know there's very much like again i i don't like know what was going on in pop culture at the time but like is very like strong feminist verse on there like shouting out to women but then he'd eventually like fall into these traps indeed he did Uh, um go ahead Fucking title track. Yep. Yep. You got strong baseline. Yep. You got the ESG sample on there. So that that's one of my favorite. It's dark CD, like oddly psychedelic it's, samples. It's a weird one because uh, now we've become, we've grown accustomed to a certain style of production for hip hop where, you, you know, you have to, it's really hard to produce hip hop vocals. Um, and here. I don't want to say that they were still experimenting, but a little bit because there's mm-hmm. so much reverb on the vocals on the title track. And that's not something you really hear a lot with hip hop. We've mm-hmm. kind of like learned that it's not flattering to that, just the, that style. Yeah. Um, it's also six minutes. Uh, and I feel like it overstates welcome pretty bad. Probably could be shorter. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, a lot of things could. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite song uh, it's between, it's really between keep your head up or, um, I get around because yeah. I get around. I, I mean, it's smooth and sexual, but boys, that I got that a great fucking hook. Let me tell you, I get around was the song going in. I thought I didn't like, but I like it. It's great. Uh, it's, it's a great. song about throwing your dick around town. Uh, we got shock G on there. And again, I, my, I mean, at that point, I was like, that's one of the fucking best songs ever. <laughs> and again, I get why, you know, that like resonates more like the two singles, your two favorite, what's just surprising. Mike's usually not a singles man, but um, here I get why like the West coast, like gravitates towards those songs. There's it's like laid back, easy going. Mm. It's about throwing your dick around Tom. Sure is Uh Papa song. Uh, another good main baseline to that one. I don't love the song vocals in the chorus very much, but uh, uh, it's not bad. You know, also he does what like every every kid who grew up with the dad fits like doing. And just like, fuck you. Oh, wait, what? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, the yeah, song. Yeah, He's yeah. Just like fuck that guy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, the closer, five deadly venoms. It's it's a weird juxtaposition between the uh these this really fun bouncy main baseline with these harsh lyrics and police sirens. It's like a, it's a strange combination, but not bad. I thought that go harder i also thought it was like just the wu-tang clan that liked five deadly venoms but apparently rappers love that movie it's it's a good movie. i don't even i've never seen it i don't know it's it. a good uh, it's a good ass movie mike all it's, right, all right. I, you know why and was it ghostface or odb he, they were saying they think it resonates because it's like a movie about brotherhood oh interesting huh. all right i'll keep that in mind yeah it it's probably streaming somewhere all right yeah wait is it a kung fu movie yes okay thank god i was like there's gotta be a kung fu movie and yeah. oh so I, 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 just, 
I'm so like lost in the sauce. I would think just by the name, like people. I would imagine so. I yeah. hope so. I, yeah. I mean, just the reference of anybody from Wu Tang. I imagine it's a kung fu movie, but like, even though I think this is like a significantly better, uh, better album than the first one, and the best paced, there's still a lot of it that just drags on. I think the pacing up front is is rough. Uh, it exhausted me pretty bad. I don't love. It. I'm probably not going to come back to this one, um, but I, there's there's stuff on here that I I will give it up for for sure. I will. I might. Maybe, maybe with strong chance I'll come back to this. Strong chance? That's 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 a big praise for someone who came in not liking Tupac at all. And that's more than I could say for any other album. <laughs> so tune out now. Uh, but Alex's best and personal favorite. And well, we got plenty more of more famous things to talk about. Yeah. So. Uh, and did anything happen around? The, I mean, we didn't. We didn't mention probably lots of things. Thing is, you 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 mentioned it at the end of the of the the first album, but Tom here words it in a way that made me laugh because the the acronym for the, the N word here is like never ignorant in getting goals accomplished, but it's also pluralized. pluralized. <laughs> so, so like, how do you pluralize that? You don't wor- don't worry about that. Never ignorant in getting goals accomplished. This is, uh, and this is also uh, everything was co-produced by Tupac in this album. So he had a, he had a little his fingers in pretty much everything here. Oh, um, he's got his fingers in lots of things. Oh, indeed he does. But uh, it's time to move on. So let's All do right. it, and we're about to hear a little bit of a transformation, everybody. This is 1995's "Me Against the World." A coward dies a thousand deaths. Soldier dies but once. I forgot this. You niggas don't even know They say pussy and paper is cold. You power and pistols. Rotten and murder. I feel like that happened when he did it. Oh. My enemy scatter and suicide. Now he's Tupac. Now he's Tupac. Now he's Tupac. He's finally no longer a Charmander. He has evolved. Also, his voice is produced real well. I mean, it is. I would like center, clear, and crisp. I would say his voice sounds real good on this album. Yeah, he sounds really good. That's the song quality. I like this song quite a bit. Well, obviously, you still got this Oh, yeah, of course. I do like that sample, too. And also, these samples also feel way more like alright let's, let's reel it back let's just let's just make it a little bit groovy alright we're not gonna throw every, the fucking kitchen sink at it yeah yeah a little bit more paste relaxing more into the like west coast yeah boy this flow great god damn he sounds good so I totally get why people latch on to his rapping because I mean he sounds amazing there uh this album is a weird one. Oh, it's weird because he has some of his most poetic deepest lyrics on here mm-hmm. and i thought he was going to keep going in this direction uh he doesn't later on but uh up front i was like this is this is great this is really good stuff and then after uh track six it becomes awful i mean <laughs> i'm in hell i mean it hurt. It hurts so bad. I'm in hell from here on Dude, out. I mean, I don't like the, the title track at all. It is mm-hmm. it's track three. Um, it, I mean, the soulful female vocals, the cheesy saxophones. I mean, I mean Jesus Christ. Uh, 
really decent bass line and he has really good flow. He sounds great. I, I, I like the guitar samples on it. It's not bad. I'm not going to say it's bad. Yeah. It's just not for me. Um, but other things like uh, obviously if I die tonight, I think is great. Um, too many tears. It's. I think it's pretty great. I think it's pretty. You like that? I think it's pretty good, dude. I like it. Let me tell you where that song lost me. That fucking Stevie Wonder sample. The which one? Oh, that dude. So, what's the big deal? It's so goofy. It works. That's yeah, goofy, but so what? It's it, fun. It works on Stevie Wonder. But I think what, it's. I think it's. Like, he's like <laughs> talking about crying and shit. I think it's all right. I think it's pretty good. I, th- I like it. <laughs> Unintentionally uh, funny song with that Stevie Wonder sample. Temptation <laughs> feels awesome. Uh, I love, absolutely love the bass lines on those. Um, and then uh, Young Inwards. Dude, such a great bass line. It's, it's the most West Coast sounding shit ever. I will give you that. It's but too smooth for me. It's I know. Smooth. It's really smooth. It's super West Coast. But good textures good samples great vocals it's a bit long but i like it a whole lot and then and then heavy in the game comes on and it is the most west coast sounding thing in the world super heavy p-funk samples but someone says the word bumbaclaw on it so yeah I, the the female vocals on here really make me cringe i don't like the baseline at all i don't like it um lord knows i am i am out dear mama which is famous uh, it's a it's a little bit on the cringy side musically. It's a little sweet, but it's like it's. I get it. I don't hate. It. I, I actually kind of like it. It was it was a song. I like whatever, but I never really listened to the lyrics. And then I was like, you know what? I do appreciate that it's a more candid look. It's not just like my mom's the best. No, it's just like this woman had some problems, but I'm glad that she raised me. <laughs> that she raised me. Meh. I mean, him saying meh on that song on that song is is the most distracting, hilarious thing. I mean, he. I used to be a little baby. <laughs> I have to say meh instead of me from now on. I can't not. It's too catchy. Uh, but I did like it. Uh, after that, it becomes a real slog. It ain't easy. Ain't working for me at all. Can you get away? Is not working for me at all. That song. I hate it. Actually. <laughs> That song's fucking crazy. I don't know if you're paying attention to the lyrics on that one. Mike. I was not. It's fucking crazy. First of all, there's this a part where he says, "Ain't about." Oh, I was playing. You know, again, ain't about no sucking and touching, which <laughs> sounds funny. Sucking and touching. But this woman's in an abusive relationship, and he's like sleeping with her yeah. on the side, and fellas d- don't do that don't, d- I don't she's already working through some things uh, i'm not even gonna get involved in that one but you know tupac's not a man who's shy he's, of he's a man his, of passion he he will throw that he told you he gets around he told you he it's told your, you on that song are i mean the, the the female vocals the the singing parts they are straight up flat they are straight up flat it's so distracting. I think it's pretty, pretty brutal. Um, old school. I, I'm, I'm okay with that, that recurring sample, but man, it's just, I, it's just long and it's rough. I, I, that's my favorite song on the album. Really? I was surprised the production is more like a, a De La Soul type production and it works for Tupac. Like if the first album was more like that type of production, mm-hmm. I I'd have different feelings about Interesting. it. Interesting. I do think it goes on 
egregiously long. I mean, it, we're back to the, the same thing of like, instead of ending the song, they go, they, they just repeat the fucking chorus or verse for like another extra minute. I guess like it is kind of shallow. He's just shouting out rappers he likes, yeah, which pretty much. is a pretty common thing. But yeah, it also, that's one of the songs where I'm like, oh, this whole like East Coast, West Coast thing is like pure fabricated bullshit. Otherwise, he wouldn't have recorded that song. Yeah. Because he's just talking about like how awesome like that golden era yeah. hip hop is. Yeah. And like, you know, Brooklyn and, yep. and stuff like that. I mean, he he shouts out. I mean, yeah, like there's a lot of shouting out of, of East Coast stuff for a while and talking about his roots. And then uh, then then it becomes West Side. Um, pretty hardcore. But even when it becomes West Side, we still get little special guest appearances. And then um the the producer johnny J. he mm -hmm. he's he's the the mexican producer so oh okay yeah he's on he's on death around the corner which is i'm okay with that one it's like it's a little less a little bit more mean it's still just okay but i'm grateful for the change at that point of the album i'm just like okay i can i can I, grab this a little bit I, w I wonder what it was where like because a lot of these producers don't really work with Pac again yeah i i wonder what it was about johnny J, where he's like we're bringing you back ah uh, yeah because he's featured pretty prominently on mm -hmm. the next one the, one of my favorite things in the world to quote and make fun of is outlaw because it's the closer <laughs> i like the song i think it yeah. has a great baseline has a good feel to it yeah um it's a little bit smooth and west coast sounding for sure but i think it's it's a cool song the fucking vocals on the chorus, dude. Outlaw, wow. outlaw. I mean, holy balls, dude. I've never heard anything like it. Well, you know, I'm assuming people knew it was a problem because, like, after this, they have, like, Casey and JoJo money, which is funny to me, but. I don't know that. I don't even know what that means. You you don't know who Casey and JoJo are? I don't think I do. God, no, you fucking know. Do I? I definitely don't like this. Like my father. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, please end it. Turn it off. Oh God, please. You gotta get to the main chorus. Oh, you never heard this. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Oh, Jesus, that is not my bag. All right, uh, <laughs> it's not really mine either. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, but yeah, this one it is the man. It it starts out real strong for me with some of his best production, some of my favorite songs of his, and then fizzles out really hardcore. I knew I was in trouble more so than when I started because this is considered one of his his best albums. Jesus, man. Like the songs that, that land, I fucking love, man. Mm -hmm. But so many of them, it's just, it, it hurts. Um, Be beloved album. And I get like, even lyrically, I get why this would be pretty beloved too. Like I think it's, he's pretty thoughtful on here, but Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, Tom notes here that uh, easy Moby also, uh, who, who produced um, parts of this, he was on, on this album. He also produced ready to die. From from Biggie there we and, he, go. and Tom says, uh, so for anyone worried that all this gang thug behavior might escalate, don't worry. Mo will straighten everything out. I'm sure, everything's gonna be just fine. Mo, Mo Jam Master J, 
Method Man, Red Man, where were you guys? You guys were like bridges. That's right. No, that's not their responsibility. I'm just. Yeah, it would have been nice. I I really just think it was a a Pock and and Biggie thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think there's another party involved that's heavily involved, whose name I will not mention because. Is it the woman who killed Salinas? Uh, yes, it is Yolanda. It is Yolanda, the murder, Selena murderer. That's what I'm thinking of. Every album ever, Selena. God, um, please don't make us do that one. <laughs> bitty, bitty, bomb bomb. Oh, boy. I'm only going to get into it because he talks about it so much. Yeah. But between this album and the next album, right. your boy's doing jail time. Yes, he is. And suddenly he becomes diehard, uh, ride or die. He sometimes literally. Uh, also, last thing about the album. No, George Clinton's on here. Yes, I think he's on Temptations. I forget where I noticed him. He sounded just a great song, I believe. Yeah, he sounded. I was listening to him. I was like, he almost sounds like a, a parody of himself. Well, if you look at the man, he's a parody of a lot of things. Also, the man is a cartoon character. He is also like there's this there's just something like. I don't mean it like as an insult. There's just something like cartoony and fun about like Parliament and Funkadelic. Look at them. <laughs> They're dressed like cartoon characters. It's amazing. Yeah. I love Bootsy's voice, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Bootsy, baby. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty sweet. Uh, but also. also oh, go ahead. You also, also first. So uh, he's also shot at five times. Yes, indeed. Um, he marries girlfriend. Yep. And well in jail. Yep. After nine months. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you're going to see on screen what Alex is looking at right now. Tom put this in our notes and Alex, I caught him off guard with it. <laughs> it's the worst time you could have shown me that picture right now. <laughs> but it, was, it worked out pretty good. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. So after nine months, yeah. Big Suge Knight comes knocking. Yep. Yes, he does. He goes, we don't like talk about him. He goes, I'll bail you out. Yep. And it was like how many million for, for bail? I, I for millions of dollars. It was a lot of bail. Pennies these days. Pennies these days. 90, 95 money. 96 money. Well, because he. 90, not 96. What am I talking about? 94, 95. He was supposed to do years. Oh, this was man. like rape, drugs, the sodomy, guns. Like every everything. That's a lot of stuff. But the rape's the worst part. Anyways, pretty bad. So the deal was, I'll get you out, but you owe me three albums. And this dumb motherfucker gave him a double album. If I owed someone, oh man, I mean, he had plenty of songs. Like no, 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 we're splitting. I'm not doing a double album. (laughs) At least split the the next album, which is two hours we've, we've covered a lot of double albums now a double album doesn't mean two hours a double album usually means an hour and a half wow. at most <laughs> we got two hours baby but you know what that means we're gonna do that before we move on at this point he's on death row of course but also on interscope and tom uh pointed out what where was that primus collab oh you know interscope had like it kind of makes sense. They were like the front runners for like signing a lot of new metal bands. Cause like mm-hmm. they had cool rappers and then I think they had like, yeah, they had some cool rock acts. 
So it makes sense that they would be like this combining these two things is the yeah, future. Fair enough. I wonder like what was his Ross Robinson? Yeah. I believe he probably Robinson. just lived at the Interscope studio. Probably. The man was busy. He probably slept there. They're like, we got we got 10 white boys with turntables coming in right now. You can't go home. Can't go home. You got to produce Limp Biscuit. But corn. Slipknot. At the drive. At the driving. Man. Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. All right. Not even new metal. Not even new metal, but whatever. But now we're on to the big one, everybody. The big old giant, long, big, long, big, long, big, long, big time famous album. We all know it, sort of. But here we go. 1996's All Eyes on Me. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. When I think of Tupac, I think of songs like this. Yep. And I think of him saying, Rider, Rider. What a weird, what a like, kind of like vague slang. Like, I'm just going to call myself a Rider. Rider. Now, this is smooth as hell. Also, so glad that producer, the, bad, ooh, the producer on this song changed his name. Wow. That N-word does. Hold on, I forgot what he goes by now. Now this is that flow, that Tupac flow. Well, he did it on the last album a lot, but he sounds so good here. It's a little more menacing, which yeah. I... But like the way his words, like the way they connect is so interesting. It's almost like the words don't have to rhyme if he has the right inflection. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he has his own dialect of English, the way he's connecting his words. Like you could do it in like that Sims language. Man, so the way he says right is so now that producer goes by Daz Dillinger. Daz Dillinger. I can't even speak. I said that like I had fucking brain lapse. Best personal favorite. And let me explain. Let me explain. Yes. Because this is a two hour long album that I think is extremely overrated that has an entire second half that I an entire second disc that I think could be skipped entirely. Yes. The first disc has some of the I think the best hip hop songs fucking ever. If it was one disc, I would have or one book. One book. One mic. Um yep. I would have given it I would have given it best. The songs that are good are so good. They're so good. This too comes on. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's so upsetting. There's <laughs> nothing. Well, I shouldn't say it, very little redeeming. Like it's it's so forgettable. It's so bland. Yep. Like they put all the guests you want to hear on the front. Yeah, fucking George Clinton and E Forty got stuck in the back. Yeah, I guess corrupt, but like. You know, you want to hear the Red Man, you want to hear yep. Method Man, you yep. want to hear Casey and JoJo, yep. and you want to hear Snoop, Snoop and yep. Dre. And they're all too. here. They're all here. Yep. Also, because I'm already like dug myself a, a fucking grave here. I don't really like Nate Dog either. You <gasps> even 
I've been on board with your hatred. Yeah. I can't get behind that hatred. That's fine. I love me some Nate Dog. You love you some. I love. He's he's smooth and he seems like he was always on someone's good side. He just seemed like he was a hard he guy never, to hate. He probably had some solo albums, but this man's so clever. He didn't need solo albums. He's the guy who can sing. He's the singer. He's just the singing guy. He's just a featured act, and that's how he made his bread and butter. And he, I think he did it well because I'll I gotta say, man, uh, what was it? Um, uh, is it? Yeah, all about you. That's the one I'm thinking of, right? With uh, the uh, the hoes who keep showing up in the same music videos. <laughs> oh yeah, I it's, mean it's it's so good. Everywhere I go, <laughs> I see the same hoes, dude. It's so great. It's so catchy. It's the funnest thing ever. I love it. Also, I love it. A fun thing to do. Any and not just that song, any Nate Dogg song where he sings about hoes, you replace it with chodes. It's a funnier song. That's pretty. That's not bad. Uh, Scandalous is a great, great main hook to that one. Um, even though Nate, I, Nate Dogg's course is relatively minimal, but I, I dig it. It's more of a. I'll admit this is more of a me thing. I'm like, why are you giving me two Nate Dogg songs in a row? I got like, no problem with Nate, two Nate Dogg songs in a row. Give me three in a row. Uh, oh man, there's like these extra frills on that song that that makes it like funny. Oh man, I I, th- I think the sample game is is pretty great on this album too. But um, got my also, mind made up. Oh, real quick, scandalous. Yeah, yeah. in and out ten minutes. Oh and, yeah, and I think it shows. I mean, uh, they made that song in ten minutes. Did they? I I read all these quotes about these this album that like Tupac got out of jail, which was in New York, sh- playing straight to the recording studio, and I was like, eh, they're probably just like talking him up you yeah. know this legend but then i was like he didn't live that long he probably, probably actually literally went yeah, yeah straight to the fucking studio holy crap uh got my mind made up there we go we got method and method man and redman on there dude that song's fucked up because it was <laughs> i love that song because it feels more like i mean it's the darkest thing he's done by far and yeah it feels more in line with things. like method man it's, yeah it's like mellow and chill without like the cheesy like, no it's eerie it's eerie um, and catchy. So great that hook. song's fucked up. So that song was originally made for this woman, the Lady of Rage. Same exact song. Uh-huh. Like Method Man said, that's what him and Red Man did the track for. They kind of like forgot about it. And then he heard he heard the song on the radio. He's like, oh, whatever. They gave the beat to like Pac. And then he heard his verse and he's like, they didn't even tell me. Oh, wow. And he's like, he never got a plaque. Whoa, that he, sucks. He's not like angry because it'd be stupid to be angry about it. But it's still not nah, the credit, but at least he got some credit. But but yeah, I just feel bad for the uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Lady of Rage. She's doing this song with Method of Red Man. She's like, probably like, I'm going to blow up. And they're like actually we're you're gonna use it for this guy we're not just giving Pac the beat we're giving him the fucking verses too yeah that's yeah i could have bought her on for a track or something yeah something it is a good song i do like the song quite a bit it's a good ass song i just thought that story was like that's brutal i didn't know that um oh oh sorry uh, sorry i this like went down a rabbit hole with this song if you notice like med uh Method Man has a part that's like censored. Oh, I don't remember. He has a part that's censored. Wait, yes. 
and the line is uh, oh wait yes, 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 yes. like Hitler sticking up Jews with Lugers Jews and Lugers both censored that's what's censored yeah why do you know why fucking I don't know because they're talking about scandalous no pun intended scandalous shit yeah yeah and it's just so like crazy like Ice Cube has a song called fucking Black Korea that's pretty fucking racist. But Selective like, racism, it seems to be the thing. But like someone, I don't think it was like Method Man or Pocket, but some someone somewhere was like, we got to get rid of that line. Interesting. Yeah, it's wild. And I was just like, man, there's a lot of information on this one song. No kidding. Sorry, I just found those the most fascinating. That is pretty fascinating. Um, now this is where I have to I have to just like drop my gloves. You said just just all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna no more. I, I have to I have to admit it. How do you want it is one of the best fucking songs in the world. Bitch, how do you want Dude, it? it? It is so good. <laughs> when I'm listening to the first time, like because I've heard it before in passing, but I never really like sat down and digested it. Yeah. I'm listening to it, I'm like, it's good, it's good. And then as the song is running, I'm like. Yeah, it's real good. And by the end of it, I'm like, it's so fucking good. I can't stop fucking listening to it. I assume every cholo ever has had sex to that song. Dude, I want to every day now. <laughs> it's just, it's too good. It's unbelievably catchy in every possible way. The production is is so chunky and fucking crisp. And it's really, it's a really fat production. My favorite, my favorite part is when Casey and JoJo start like ad-libbing in the background, just going off like, yeah, <laughs> So Sorry, much of that. I, a lot I did of that. like a yarling thing. You did a yarling thing. There is so that's much. Where my voice is. is <laughs> the, the the amount of soulful vocals on on this album are it's a lot and it's pretty overwhelming. And even on that song, when, and I love that song so much, they are a bit much on that song. I think it adds. As someone who doesn't really like that, I think it adds to it. It's such a great <laughs> that that chorus is such a brilliant. A brilliant melodic, uh, brilliant vocal line. That's that's Johnny J with the production there. It's too. it's so good, and and Tupac's flow is fucking immaculate. Every word sounds so fucking satisfying. Uh, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> uh, and then after that, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm on board. I'm fucking on board. And then you get uh, two of America's most wanted. Yeah, I mean, one, one for the ladies, and then one for the fellas. It's great. Also, I mean, you got, of course, uh, Snoop Dogg on there. Um, it goes hard. You know what is funny about Tupac's vernacular? I want to know if anyone's calling women hoochies still. I don't think so. I I'm, think it's a lost art. We're gonna bring it back. Bring it back. Got the hoochie screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it. It's like real means borderline sinister it's really satisfying really feels fucking awesome also was was it i forget who said this i should have wrote it down i think it was Daz, the guy who produced it he's like he said snoop and pock didn't even know each other and like snoop just beat like a murder charge yeah watch that one i'm a little more questionable at yes. what happened there but sure like, sure sure it's all just opinions you know <laughs> and he's like they were just standing around and like shug walks in the room and he's a big fucking dude sure for is. some reason and he this grabbed snoop with his left grab Pac with his right and like smushed them together and he's like i think you two would make a real good song together and that's, that's the, how this song happened. That is the most threatening fucking shit I've ever. I mean, that guy is just 
pure intimidation. I'm going to assume he was smoking a cigar because that's just how I picture him. Yeah, I can respect that. Also, <laughs> like, man, you this someone who beat a murder charge and then someone who, you just like physically grabbed them yep. and told them, like, you two are going to be friends and you're going to fucking like it. Like, it's almost like he was a scary fucking guy. <laughs> well, is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, after that, we get. Um, so I, I like no more pain. But I hear the stuff that it influenced. I hear that early two thousand shit in the, in there. Um, I like it, but I, I I can tell what it inspired. Yeah, I I like the like darker feel and like I like the you know more Method Man influence in there. Um, although it is embarrassing when he says real misters don't die because. Uh, mm. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe not in spirit, but they sure do physically. I got some bad news for you, Mr. Pac. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but maybe he means the, the acronym. Maybe. Uh, so after that point, the, the album kind of takes a dip and I kind of lose it for the, the, the last chunk of the, the, the first half. Um, I like Only God Can Judge Me. It's fine. I, thought, I, I think it's a pretty good song. I thought I was going to hate that song. I actually like it. It's a good song. It's a good, really strong baseline. Um, there's a this is beeping. That's it's obviously a reference to the lyrics. Um, it comes in around one thirty, uh, a minute thirty. This really, really obnoxious. It's supposed to simulate like a life support beeping, mm-hmm. but it's so loud and it's really it's produced or mixed really weird. Um, but other than that, it's a great song. Guess what? What's that? I'm judging him, and there's nothing he can do. <laughs> I guess we can all judge him. Uh, You know what made me also, I think it got me because the robot vocals. I was like, does Tupac think God is a robot? I hope so. so. Um, I like the line because even thugs cry. But does the Lord care? I like I laugh so (laughs) fucking hard. Like, thanks, Craig. Everyone can, everybody cries a little bit. Lord, won't you, won't you think about the thugs for one? <laughs> God, come on, please think about the thugs. Uh, yeah, the end of the the, the first. Oh, what? Sorry, another interesting story. The fe- the featured rapper on, and this is another reason I think I like it. Crazy name. This is called Rapping Forte. Uh, which, when I say it out loud, sounds real. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Forte. Four, four, the, number, the number four dash T-A-Y. This man is 100% a pimp. So <laughs> is he now with the name like rapping Forte? So I think this is the only reason he's on this album is because when Tupac was in Rikers, this man claims he sent women to see him. What a good dude. What a good dude. Uh yeah. So, uh, holy shit. So the end of the, the first disc, um, it gets pretty rough. And then you, at the very end, we get California love, which is a huge song that I do not like. I never well, liked it. The original's fun, but this is like the remix. This is not like the version people like. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's this, like, I don't know. There's no reason to listen, this listen to the origin. There's like nothing cool here. I do want to know how, like, Pasadena got a shout out on that song. My favorite part of LA. It's good. It's good city. They do Bay Area. They do parts of LA. Not San Diego, but Pasadena. I think it deserves it. <laughs> but for the, the the outro of that song is absolutely fucking ridiculous. I mean, it first of all, it never ends. It's but it the goes, longest song. It goes on yeah. and on and on with the 
I mean, it, it's the it's just them repeating the chorus, mm-hmm. but it gets wacky, dude. It gets wacky. Yeah. I don't so, like it. Uh, I ain't mad at you. Um, I don't. I, I'm. I'm cool with that one. It's real sexual and smooth, but I think it's very strong. I like it a lot. Mike. <laughs> yeah. I got some news for you. What's that? This song is not sexual. I mean, I'm talking about the the, the sound. I'm talking about the music aspect. I always, I'm talking about lyrically. I always thought it was sexual. I thought it was always about like breaking up with your girl. Yeah. Maybe you did some stupid things. I ain't mad at you though. He's talking about his friend, his friend who has gone straight lace and is like a Muslim now. And I'm just like, buddy, I'm mad at you, buddy. I don't think you should record a song about your friend. It's a shame that he went on the straight and narrow, (laughs) cleaned it, cleaned up his act a little bit. Musically, it's weirdly sexual, though, is it not? It's so sexual. That's why I said the thing earlier. I always thought it was. I'm mad at it. I always thought, whatever. You do you? Yeah. And then the funniest track of all of all time. Which phone number? Which phone number? Yep. Holy fuck! I can't believe that's a real song. And it's the closer of the first for the first disc. I was like, ain't no way. How have I heard all these Tupac songs? No one's ever been like, have you heard what's your phone? <laughs> it's a weird one. It is a weird one. I think it's a pretty bad closer, um, at least for it's the first time. It's objectively a bad song. I don't, th- I don't think it's good at all, but I don't think it's the worst thing, but it is, it is a strange song. It's insane. It's bonkers. Johnny J's like, I just gave you like 10 hits, Tupac. You're going to let me do my passion project. You're going to have to rap over this fucking kooky nutty it's shit pretty nutty but th- that's not even all the 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 weird shit on on the the first half like there's plenty of stuff i don't like on it like life goes on um i mean that's like it's like disney tupac it's so sweet it's so cheesy it's super corny the, I, those back of vocals are i find to be pretty horrific um trading war stories i mean it's it's not horrible but it just it just goes on a, a while um and so even though I, I think this first half is like that. This first disc, best, hands down. Even then, there's still moments where I'm like, fuck, all right. Sure, it's sketchy, but the highs are real. The highs are insanely high. It's so good. And then we get to disc two, and it opens up with Can't See Me, which is literally just fuck with Dre Day. And it's with George Clinton, yeah. But I mean, Dr. J produced it, but it's like, Oh, did he produce it? Really? It sounds like just like the opening song on his yeah. on the chronic. I mean, it's redundant. Um, and then you get Shorty Wanna Be a Thug, which has, I'm gonna tell you, almost the exact same baseline as Can't See Me, just in a different key. So, it's saying that it's back to back. So Shorty Wanna Be a Thug is one of the highlights of disc two. And for me, I can't like um I, I don't fucking listen to him anymore, but like Kanye reused it more efficiently, in my opinion, uh-huh. in his song Drive Slow. Like I back in the day, I wasn't listening to Kanye and there was something about Drive Slow where I'm like, I think I'm going to give him a try. That, I one, didn't, that one hooked you. It hooked me. And I just th- like all my issues with it here. He's just like smoothed out and like made better. It is. I, there's something really like, uh, 
there's like fat. I mean, I'm not just saying there's there's fat because it's a two hour album, and the first disc alone was 70 minutes. I'm saying like even the songs, it's like did that need to be a whole? Did that need to be fucking five minutes? Like did, did none of it needs. Like, every song is like five, sometimes six minutes. Yeah, it's like it just doesn't need it. Um, Haul at me, can't stand it. I mean, fucking, I hate it. <laughs> it's also, I don't know how long that like New Jack swing sound, which is like very prominent on that song. I thought it was like dead. It had to be on its last legs here, though. But, uh, mm. uh, when they call you bitch? Um, I'm. It's more G funk smoothness. I'm okay. Um, I, I'm okay with it. Like it has some of the the better samples uh, from disc two. Um, it's That's, a bit much, but I don't, it's not awful. That song made me laugh because he's just like very angry, but I'm like, this is sounds like the Rugrats theme, but like G funk. Shout out to Mark Mosbaugh from Devo. Check out the episode. Yeah. I realized he's like a, a hip hop Taylor Swift where he's just like rapping of like it's too specific to his life. Uh, interesting. But apparently people love Tupac and Taylor Swift. People I, relate to Taylor Swift. I don't know how but I people. I thought I thought you were reacting about how awful her 10 minute song oh, overreacting. Oh, yeah. I thought you were overreacting. And then I listened to it. I was like, motherfuckers, right? It, it's insane. It's, it's way too specific. She's like, it was like 230. Yeah. On yeah. October 3rd, we were in the Starbucks on the corner of Venture. I'm like, yeah. why do we need to know this? It's nonsense. It's fucking nonsense. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus Christ. So, there's I, a lot of stuff that I gave a pass to on this too. It's like, I don't like it. I fucking absolutely never going to come back to it. But there's something there that I think someone could grab onto. Like, Thug Passion. Um, the yeah, the, the female vocals there are super rough and they're pretty hilarious, honestly. It is really funny because she says, got me dripping wet. And, <laughs> yeah, she says, give me your thug passion. I'm like, is thug passion jizz? I Maybe. Also, her name's Jewel with a double L, but I want the same song, same lyrics. By but the other Jewel. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. That'd be a way better song. Basically, every song here, it's they, they just repeat the chorus for like a full minute at the end after the after the the verse after the the main lyrics and it's bad it's it, pretty it's pretty offensive uh but and i took a break i took a break i knew i needed it i took a break between albums i know how i i usually don't for like big giant albums i usually just mainline it i if i'm having breaks here if i'm having a good time i'll mainline it or like if i'm like in a work court but i was like i need i need to set try to set my feelings aside and even though tupac wouldn't want that he'd be like no it's all about your feelings i i took a break as well i usually don't with big albums but i took a break and even then the second the second disc is noticeably not great compared this, to the first this is like if we did our overrated album list like this is ten thousand percent making up yeah on my list it would, now. for sure um but there's still stuff that like that i i kind of get Checkout time, uh, again, yeah, drags on. Holy shit, end the song already. But fuck, it's not that. It's, it's not not bad. Uh, uh, rather be your n word. Uh, extremely G funk, sure, but uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Imagine me doing that song at karaoke. I I would like to. I would like to hear that. I like when he says, "Uh, you need a thug in your life," because 
Because Busters ain't treating you right. <laughs> it, really, it's just a bunch of Busta Rhymes. <laughs> it's Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, Tupac sounds absolutely fucking great on the title track. Uh, that That's... It's one of the better songs on here. 100% on, the, on this too. 100%. But also, I was just like... I should have looked this up. I'm sorry. Someone correct me and be nice, but maybe don't. Um, I think Nas did that beat first. So I'm like, it's a highlight, but, I, but I'm like, Nas did it first. I think. Oh, did he? Man, that sample. It's still pretty good. I, I would have liked it on the first disc. Uh, I would probably swapped it out for something on the first disc. It sounds, it's, it's a good song. Also this man, big, big psych. Yep. His flow is hilarious. There's just something about it. I, I'm sorry. You're goofy. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, and I actually do like the main hook to Ain't, Ain't Hard to Find. Um, I'm not like super jazzed about it, but at this point, I'm so discouraged for disc two that I'm like grasping at straws. I was like excited to hear E40, but I was so beaten down. I was like, oh, even even E40 can't save this. Which one of these motherfuckers is the dude over enunciating? Uh, I mean, it's it's funny. It there's, sounds there's too many people on there. I will say, E40 sounds like a little more bubbly, and he's like real fast though. Hmm. So it's probably not him. Yeah, I I like how all these guys have abbreviated. You got B legit. Yeah, D shot. E40. Cbo. Cbo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it closes with uh, Heaven Ain't Hard to Find, which is more or less the same. I don't hate it. I'm just tired. Shout out to Quincy Jones. Right on, right on. <laughs> uh, but I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think I think Pac sounds fucking amazing on almost every song. I think he sounds oh, incredible. His, his voice is amazing. He sounds so good. He should sound like that on every. Yeah. The thing is, it's just the beats that I'm like, fuck, man. I'm I'm so worn out with these with these hooks and, and uh but I, I think he's doing I mean he is at the top of his fucking game here. And so even though I personally can only tolerate the first disc, I will give it up that he is at the fucking peak here. He sounds okay. so good here. Uh and there's plenty of really smooth uh, G Funk sounding stuff on here. There's really uh a lot of soulful stuff on here. Not my bag. It's not for me. It's not made for me. I'm not going to somehow start liking this late, this late in life. But for people that do, this is, it doesn't get any better than this. He sounds fucking amazing. And the songs that, and, and especially the songs that are exceptional are exceptional. If this too didn't exist, it, I would say it can be skipped entirely. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe just the title track shorty and the title track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, way too long is a massive understatement. Like the first disc is like, I mean, really some of the best. So you owe this big intimidating man three albums. Just cut this shit in half. Really seriously, but yeah, best and my personal favorite. I'm going to return to to a lot of this because I, of how good I I really I love it. I mean, I fucking yeah. absolutely love this. Oh stuff. wow, wow! It's just I'm not gonna listen to the whole thing. I can't. I can't do it. But the stuff that lands, I mean, I guess, like I said at the top, he's, I don't think he's an album guy, but you, you pick out the fucking, you pick out the you singles, you pick, playlist, up the you pick up a greatest hits album. Yep. It's the that way good. everyone does. The way everyone talked to me growing up. Yeah. The reason no one gave me a one album to check out is because yeah, they're not that consistent. Although like hip, like if you're 
like me and you're a little like nerdy about your hip hop, like yeah, strictly for uh I think I think that's a notable like if someone had showed me that, I would be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff that if I was shown first, I would have I would have been way more like I think jazzed. But now he died. Uh and the details of his death, uh uh Tom sent us some very thorough notes here. Like, I mean, the whole build up. It's insane. I don't know how much you want to go into the how he died. I mean we this is, I mean, we, we do kind of know. Yeah. I mean, we came back from the, the Tyson fight. Yep. Uh car pulled up to his right, car pulled up to his left. On the left were girls. He was they were distracted by the girls. Car on the right unloaded 13 rounds. Um uh Pac was shot in the in the thigh and it ricocheted. He was shot multiple times, but it ricocheted and it hit his lung. This was in Vegas, right? Yes, I believe so. And then uh Shug got shrapnel in the head. And he was he was uh, in a coma for a while. He didn't die immediately. Yeah, pervasive internal bleeding after um several operations, and they they couldn't stop the bleeding. Um, his mom agreed to like take him off life support, and yeah, that was that was it. And then because uh, people be ruthless, his contract wasn't up, baby. He had some more albums left to go, or. Yeah, two more. Yeah, two more. He, albums owes, a, he owes Suge Knight. He owes two elves. Hey, a contract is a contract, buddy. Mr. Suge, my son is dead. I don't care, lady. <laughs> the law is the law. The contract stands. Imagine if Suge Knight had that fucking Coachella technology that they had now where they bought him back to life for one night. Oh, my God. He would have ran that shit into the fucking ground. Of course. Absolutely. Oh, man. I can't believe that actually happened. That. Where, where, where are you when they? Also, I forget what song it is. I think it's very fun. For some reason, he says the one thing I'm scared of is resurrection. I'm like, Dude, he told you guys. He told you, don't do it, please, don't do it. And you did it in the worst possible way for a bunch of rich white influencers uh, in the middle of a fucking desert. That yeah, that sucks. That sucks. But. He that's, died. That's a weird thing. Also, if you've never watched that, just it's weird. I, it's I, so weird. I saw just short, like a few second clip. I'm not. I'm not sitting through that. That's 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 almost. Sac- I'm not even a Tupac guy. That's sacrilegious to me. It's like I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Where I just like, I was. I was working do, like sorting mail, and I just stopped and watched it. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh wow. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Jeez, man, that's nuts. Uh, so he, he dies tragically, uh, and it's a whole to do. Uh, after in the week following, it says right here in the following week of Tupac shooting, three people were killed in 12 shootings. The police performed a massive raid of almost 40 houses, including Orlando Anderson's, who was at the he was. An altercation with him was kind of what, what sparked the whole thing, including under Anderson's where they confiscated a death row pendant. I'm not going to say anything, but that's a little fishy. A little fishy. Man, I can't think of maybe maybe they do exist. Maybe it's just like more my generation. I can't think of like two very famous people who died where it's like we don't know who killed them. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's complete. Yeah, I think there's some like some like 
loose threads being tied up and reset. I I don't really follow it. My, but, my mind is full conspiracy. I, I mean, oh, I'm fully sure. I'm fully on there, dude. I'm like I I think this was a completely set up thing. I think oh, he's too powerful. He's too he's too influential. He's too Tupac. He had too much to say. Tupac had too much. If we to don't say. kill this man right now. He told you the Tupacalypse is coming. You don't want to redo it. <laughs> I I think it was a lot to do with money and his name and. Yeah, yeah, that uh, it bad, is, bad people want to take advantage of that. Although it is funny how much shit he talked about Puffy, and Puffy did end up being a piece of shit. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, everyone's again. It's it's a story of two of of two sides. Everyone is a horrible piece of shit, and then some, and then somewhat sympathetic. Everyone, maybe except for one large man who owned a record label whose name I won't mention. But I think he's locked away for good. I've heard people. I hope so. I've heard people go into this guy now. Like they, I don't think he wields any power. I will not trust that at all. As long as he's alive. <laughs> as long as he's alive, I am not. I'm not I don't. I don't like him. But uh, Tom notes here. Uh, you know, he dies, but though, of course, as we all know, Tupac isn't really dead. He's working down the chip shop with Elvis, and then he says, "I doubt many Tupac fans are going to get that reference." Some will. Elvis is alive. Tupac's alive. Jim Morrison's alive. No one died. All right. We're all just fools. They're all alive. But even still, here's his first posthumous album. <laughs> A year? No, it's the same year. fucking year that he died. Jesus Christ. He released two albums and died in the same year. And it's also the the only one, the only official one as Machiavelli. And uh, are you ready? Uh, I need to fast forward. There's a time. Yeah. Time. Uh, yep, it's yep, a very I'm, lengthy uh, intro. I'm ready. Uh, but here it is. The best album title of, of his career. Hell yeah. This is 1996's The Don Caluminati, The Seven Day Theory. I thought this was going to be my favorite album. This is the gnarliest, weirdest opening track ever. It's, it is weird. Listen to these samples. This is like that collage thing where it's, you're talking about exactly. like two. I heard so many like rappers I like say they love this album. Yeah. So that's why I thought I was going to like it. And hearing something like this, I'm like, this is genuinely interesting. This is like one of the most interesting things I've ever heard. It's not pleasant, but I, like, I like it. I find it really refreshing. I thought like, like this was going to be a really fucking dark album. Yeah. Because like uh, the intro, the, the cover, obviously. Hail Mary. Uh, like I know Hail Mary. Like that song fucking rules. All right. So let's talk a little bit. And uh, Worsley's favorite. And that's probably going to get me killed. But. I have strong feelings about this. I, I will talk all about that. I was so disappointed with this album, but insanely this cause yeah, I've heard so many like rappers. I like cited as an influence and like, it seemed like more on my alley looking at the songs like, Oh, all right. This almost has like a, a metal feel to it. Not, I didn't think it was going to sound not metal, like heavy metal. Yeah. Not like but you know, you metal. got blasphemy on yep. there and like, and it's just, Ah, uh, yeah, and then it's just like it, it's the posthumous rapper thing where like guests do a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of guests, and it's not 
it's not A-list people. Like, I know he's tight with the outlaws. Outlaws should be on here 100%. But, you know, like... There's a lot of outlaws on here. Like, where, like where's Snoop? Where's, yep. like, where's Dre? Where are these guys? Yeah. They're not on here. It's all, like, these, like, like C-list actors or rappers. Yeah. So, you like Hail Mary? People love Hail Mary. I don't like Hail Mary. Interesting. It's just... It's not a bad song. It's a actually it's a it's a morbid song. It's a cool song, honestly. As track two, it, the pacing wise, it just ruins it just ruins the flow for me. I think I think it could have like if it kept up that energy, like it it would work better. Though. Yeah, it's it's I, honestly, if it was track three, I'd be cool with it. It's just something about about having it because it sets up this really dissonant really interesting thing with with bomb first and i'm expecting a little bit more brutality mm-hmm. and then hail mary comes down and it just slows things way way too down um from an album pacing standpoint as a song it's like i'm not i don't mind the song very much it's a fine song but i i knew i was in trouble when toss it up came on really i actually like toss it up toss it up opens with like tuvan throat singing yeah. i was like this is gonna be the most evil song ever and it's, it's yeah. just a song about throwing your dick which like that's just and also it's so similar to like no diggity like oh, it, oh yeah oh i didn't even think of that no diggity you're right i like to bag it up bag it up. it's so similar i didn't think about that i was more fixated on those ooh samples the ooh. oh yeah. i mean they are pretty funny well, uh, he's a ghost now i'm surprised you you don't like the vocal the robot vocals uh yeah i think i was just like the intro is like so cool and metal and i'm like wait this is this is a song about fucking yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much i i think i don't love it but i think it's it got a lot of a lot of interesting and really cool textures in there uh, i like the way it's uh it's sam- like like the way it's produced uh, a lot of the samples in there however after that song becomes a real painful experience so bad that I'm, I'm in agony with this album. So everything after that, I think is pretty horrible. We're going to get kicked out of LA right now. Yes. Yes, we are. Except, except hold your head, which I think is one of his best songs. One of my favorite oh, songs. Shit. I love hold your head. Really? I fucking love this song. Really? Dude. I'm- Great bass line that's it's played uh, simultaneously with a piano line. Sounds fucking awesome. Um, the smooth vocals are a bit annoying, but what, what are you going to do? Whatever. I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll deal with that because I, I fucking love his flow on there, and I love the bass line. I love those hooks. You like the bass line there. I don't know if you noticed it. The The only thing that like made life of an outlaw like salvageable to me is the bass player. That guy, I don't know who the bass player is, that guy is having so much fun. Oh, like I could this, I could just tell, like, it feels like he doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, he's just grooving out, dude. He's just fucking group. It's a cool baseline on life. All right. I li- my favorite thing about that is, or the, those little samples, they sound like, like um, Asian strings. Oh. I don't remember the name of the instrument. Yeah. It's a, go- it's a gondola. It's a gondola. It's a gondola. It's a whole gondola boat. Yeah. The samples are like budget Santana though. I, I don't. Yeah. My my main problem with it is the fucking chorus, the the smooth sung vocals. Cause you're so smooth. <laughs> Killer Rob Thomas impression you got there. It's just like the your show, oh, Sean. Under the moon. God damn. Uh, what is what else? Uh, 
bothers me another weird thing. There's clipping all over it. It's and I don't mean like some a, vocals sound real bad on this. I don't mean like it, like a cool distorted effect. I mean yeah. like cl actual clipping. Like it sounds like studio, like home recording some of the vocals. Some of it's really rough. Um, I don't um, I don't hate the main hook. I just mostly hate the reggae vocals and. It, it, it's overstays its welcome. A lot of it just, I, just goes on for too long. I give that one a slight thumbs up just because it's more of that like darker direction that I thought was going to be in this album. Um, to live and die in LA, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I hate it. Um, that chorus basically makes me sick. I think it is a fine song. Uh, is that is that Quincy QD or is that someone? QD3? I don't know. Um, it's 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 fine, but yeah, there, that's the one where he like shouts out Mexicans. Oh, so okay. That like solidified him in East LA right there. I think there is so many just baffling things on here. So just like Daddy is holy shit, laughably awful. So bad. <laughs> the woman singing just like Daddy over and over and over again is it's. It's actually funny. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, my one of my favorite. There's several of my favorite bad things about Tupac are all in this album. There's <laughs> there's that one, this one, uh, crazy, dude. There's he, nothing crazy about that song. No, I disagree. Okay. How he's trying to sing the word crazy is crazy. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> he's like. It's out of his vocal range, and he's still trying to sing it, which seems crazy. It's it's <laughs> so funny. It's so fucking funny. I'll give him credit, you know, since he wasn't living. I'm maybe you know he's just messing around in the studio. Maybe, maybe. And and honestly, the bass on that song wouldn't be so bad if the whole package wasn't so damn corny. But then I'm we just, get my, my favorite, my favorite bad thing on the album, <laughs> and you. I hope you're ready for it. Me and my girlfriend. No. Dude, my favorite bad thing on the album. Hold on. Hold Dude. on. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say white man's world, but I'll, I'll get back to that. Well, we will get back to that. Don't don't think I forgot about that song. Good. Good. Because I, I want to talk about me and my girlfriend first. Me and my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. So, first of all, like... It's so funny how like he's talking shit about Jay-Z on this album. And I think I'm there's there's probably no beef. There's probably no beef. It'd be stupid to have beef with the dead man. It feels kind of passive aggressive. Jay-Z took that and made that a hit song. I see, I don't even I'm not I, I couldn't I'm not spotting it. I'm not. I'm not that familiar with Jay Z. He, he, he did. He did the party with Beyonce. They have their song "Bonnie and Clyde O3. Oh, okay, okay. No. It's it's this. It's like cleaner. Oh, okay, okay. With me and my girlfriend. They this. Okay. And so, yeah, I I think it's it's fine. I just think it's like that's what stood out to me is like there's a lot of Jay Z hatred on this album, and I was like. Dude, Jay Z took this. Song. See, you went in, in a more like, uh, like the the behind I, the scenes. I was already it. like, fam I knew, I knew that song so going into it. The reason why this is my favorite bad thing, yeah. And I, I'm surprised. I, I, I guess you you didn't spot it because you already you already like so invested with all this other the Jay Z aspect of it. 
The fact that he sounds exactly like fucking Randy Newman on the on the course. The way he says me, my girl, yeah, my girlfriend, and he just, he repeats that line a thousand times. I think just like Randy Newman every single time. I think at this point, much like you, I had just entered into like the like just like by myself getting like Tupac Tourette's doing uh-huh. this like the gibberish like. Doing things like that, that the 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 Randy Newman, I was already like in there, like noticing like oh, the way he, ended. yeah. So I think yeah, I was just too lost in the Tupac sauce, dude. Man, that that line is just it's so funny to me. And then so that's that's my favorite part of that song. But then you get the rest with the girlfriend character, yeah just unloading a machine gun and screaming at people. And it's just so goofy. It's so funny. I, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah. Okay. Now let's go to white man's world. There is. I think there's a universe where that song isn't bad, but it's okay. not at that point in the album. That's so that song. I was like <laughs> the lack of self-awareness. This man has um because he opens it up talking about like how hard it is for like black women i'm like it is really hard for black women you know sometimes they record songs with method and red man they think they have a hit song that's true and they give that song to a rapist (laughs) (laughs) that's real hard for women yeah i that's uh yeah <laughs> hey, that's a rough shake for women literally Tupac. what happened i don't know i, tried, I don't got anything to say <laughs> so i was just like the the lack of well obviously he he you know says he didn't didn't do it but uh well what do we know hey what do we know it's it's beating a day de- there's no, like she's the woman has spoken about it as recently as 2018 he's He's dead. He can't defend himself. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry, I'm sorry for her, but yeah, it's just he's dead. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Uh, For the song, though, I mean, it's got a shit chorus that I am baffled by. It's a decent baseline with iffy production, but it's it's there's just so many things happening. It's like the song equivalent having multiple tabs open. There's like a lot. There's just (laughs) there's a lot of that that kind of like the production the the beats and the production here is just it's so all over the fucking place and and just this man told us in a white man's world with a z and this honky motherfucker went and made his prophecy yep that is true the close and also the the last thing to note i mean the closer against all odds it's i i'm okay with it it's i don't love it but i was beat i was beaten down beaten down it's not horrible. I'm, I'm only giving it that pass because Hold Your Head was right, up, right before it, and it made me happy. Okay. So it's like, it's not as bad as it could be, but still, the album is, I think, fucking rough. And my worst and least favorite, it's disjointed and weirdly produced and chaotic. And not only is Tupac's uh, contributions w- really minimal here... Even a lot of his 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 rhyming here is way is a lot more stifled. It's not nearly as um as uh like f- I don't want to say flowy, but like connected. It, mm. it felt very connected on on the on the, on the last album. It, it's a lot more uh like the early days where he was just sort of just 
it didn't feel like he had a stamp. It didn't feel like he had his personality. I think my dream Tupac album would be like taking some of this and some of his earlier songs and stuff that got warped and like doing like grave diggers type production or like the mafia six production, which is this three, six mafia, but doing darker stuff. Uh I want like, I want to hear that. Mm. That's what I thought this album was going to be. Yeah. I thought this was going to have like, this because the the album art and the yeah i was like okay this is gonna be like dark and grimy and it's it feels like a collection of b-sides it's cobbled together yeah it definitely feels pretty yeah hobbled but that wouldn't be the last posthumous album we got are you still down until the end of time better days lord of the game pox life of course the greatest hits was like a huge one a huge one oh because just trimmed out all the fat. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I imagine that would probably be a best if I, if we covered that, but that's ah, cheating. Unless there's some sort of weird demand. Yeah, yeah I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, Tom notes here uh, about the Until the End of Time, which came out in 2001. He says, five years after his death, and this posthumous record debuts at number one in the U.S. and by now has probably sold over five million copies worldwide. Is Tupac the Elvis of his time, i.e. with an image that became so much bigger than the person, ruthlessly milked for all possible monetary value and gobbled up by masses who will eagerly consume anything that features their, the face of their beloved icon? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the, um, the watch company, Nixon. Uh huh. They like they sell like Tupac watches. Um, I talked about the the Tupac Tupac's on Broadway for for Pac's Life, which came out two thousand six. Tom notes uh, seventh posthumous album, only reaching number nine in the U.S. charts. Fuck, looks like it's time to find another cash cow to bleed, boys. Oh well, those t-shirts and hoodies will keep selling. They they. Jeez, I, man. I mean, like we said, he's like he has like a a look like it's like shirtless Jim Morrison and shirtless Tupac. Yep. You can just, and shirtless fat Elvis for me. Well, yeah, for me, shirtless fat Elvis shirtless, Matt Pike also fat, preferably, but also I want him to get in shape and then for his health and then shirtless fat Glenn dancing. Oh dude. So good. Yeah. (laughs) So fat. (laughs) He's old now. He's old man. I give him some credit. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. We we made it to the end. This is a longer episode than I actually thought it was going to be. I knew it was going to be long. I knew it'd be long, but it, I actually thought it was going to be shorter. Believe it or not, because of only five albums. But I came in with some fat. I was I was like, oh, with Mike's track record of 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 feeling indifferent towards things like clips. Yeah, I mean, I, clips was not indifferent. That was hatred. Okay. Yeah, okay. I did not like. Clips. I was like, I better bring. I better bring some. Well, we brought it, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, if you don't hate our guts, especially Josh, who requested it. Thank you for hanging out and watching. Oh, I don't. Josh is the only person like he can hate it. I don't care. <laughs> Okay, you don't mind if he hates it. I don't mind if he hates it. People I don't know, like I, I don't, I don't care. I don't know you. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he's fine with it. Everyone else, uh, whatever. Cool. But let's do a recap. Holy crap! Uh worst, least favorite. Apocalypse now. Boy, oh boy, this uh, crossroads like identity crisis there. Um, best. Uh, strictly for my 
word I can't say. It's an acronym, to be fair. It, it, it is an acronym. Uh, but again, I've, I've seen what they did to that white woman at that Kendrick Lamar concert a few years ago. You, and I, you, you, If you can't stop us from spelling a word so you know what we're talking about, come on. It's literally abbreviated. Anyways, <laughs> I was surprised. I, I love that album. Yeah. Best well, personal well, maybe, favorite. Maybe right. not love, but yeah. Best, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best personal favorite. Give it a listen. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not the, the Tupac that we're, we know, but uh, it's consistently the best. I wouldn't say it's the best. And I, in fact, I would say All Eyes on Me is the best. You even, would. Even you though. Did, and you did. It's best and personal favorite. And even though it's too long in the second half, I dislike the first half is so incredibly strong. And if you like, if you like Pac, his, his rapping is never better. He's just flawless on the whole thing, even if I don't like the beats at all in the second half. Uh, Don Illuminati, 70 Theory, despite having the best album title, boy, do I not like the album at all. God damn it. But we are at the end. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, if you want to hang out, you know what to do. Subscribe. Talk some shit in the comments. Tell us why we're idiots and why we don't know anything. Uh, or you can just be cool and hang out and do all that. Follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Check out our history guy, Tom Osmond at Tom, Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media, as well as TomOsmondSounds.com for all his, his music and TomOsmond.substack.com uh, for his podcast where he interviews a bunch of cool musicians and uh, all a bunch of other neat music related stuff. Uh, don't you dare forget to check out the patreon patreon.com slash every album ever that's where you go that's where josh went to suggest this full episode for us uh you get bonus episodes you get to see our schedule in advance you get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next you get to join our discord be a part of our community as well as suggest our eae singles episodes that's where we pick them all out and if you're tier two just like josh you can suggest a full discography for us to cover on our bigger longer numbered episodes as well as suggest any album from any discography uh, for us to cover it on a Patreon bonus episode. Uh, so go there, do that, please, and thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about, that about wraps it up. Uh, so closing time. Want to listen to Hit Him Up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely do not want to listen to Hit Him Up. Damn it, I tried. I, I, tried. I, hate, I hate the song. <laughs> I I want How Do You Want It, baby. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Sure. So Um, thanks so much for listening and watching. See ya. Hips and push your ass out Got a nickel wanting it so bad I'm about to pass out Wanna dig you And I can't even lie about it Baby, just alleviate your clothes Time to fly about Catch you at a club Oh shit, you got me feeling Body talking shit to me But I can't comprehend the meaning Now if you wanna roll with me Then here's your chance Do an 80 on the freeway Police catch me if you can Forgive me, I'm a rider Still, I'm just a simple man All I want is money Fuck the fame I'm a simple man Mr. International Player with the passport Just like a ladder, bitch Get you anything you ask for See the him or me Champagne, Hennessy Favorite of my homies When we floss on our enemies Witness as we creep to a low speed People to hold me Pump some more weed Pump, you don't need Approaching with you with a passion Been a long day But I've been driven by attraction In a strong way 
Your body is banging, baby. I love it when you're flown it. Time to give it to daddy, nigga. Now tell me how you roll it. Positions on the floor, it's like erotic, ironic, cause I'm somewhat psychotic. I'm hitting switches on bitches like I've been fixed with hydraulics. Up and down like a roller coaster. I'm up inside the lane, quick until the show is over. Cause I'm a rider, in and out, just like a robbery. I'll probably be a freak and let you get on top of me. Get a rockin' knees, nights full of Alize. A living legend, you ain't heard about these niggas play these Cali days. Use a motherfucker, instead of trying to help a nigga, you destroy your brother. Worse than the other, feel quickin', Mr. Bob You're too old to understand the way the game's so You're lame, so I gotta hit you with the hot facts When some release, I'm making millions, niggas top that They wanna sit to me, they'd rather see me in the cell Living in hell, only a few of us, I'm in a jail Now everybody talking about a soccer deep, but fuck, I be the first ones to bomb and cuss Nigga, tell me how you roll From the roof before I was a teenager Mobile phones, sky pager, game rules I'm living major, my adversaries Is looking rugged, they paranoid And people rugged, one of us gon' see the cemetery My only hope is survive If I was to stay alive, getting high See the demons in my eyes, before I die I wanna live my life in ball Make a couple million, and then I'm chilling Fade them all, these taxes got me crossed up And people tryna sue me, media is in my business And they acting like they know me <laughs> But I'ma mash out and peel out I'm ready quick, that's quick to put the fucking steel out Yeah, nigga, it's some new shit, so better get up on it When you see me, tell a nigga how you want it How do you want it? How do you want it? 